I hope you rested somewhat well. You know, it's bizarre being in a different bed and not maybe having your preferred breakfast drink. And putting down life, right? So the biggest thing that we're going to maybe hopefully be able to relinquish, to renounce, to put down are our electronics. Um, We call it a cell phone ceremony, but in actuality, I notice that people have more than just their cell phones. I've seen laptops, I've seen iPads, I've seen, you know, lots of things, iWatches, Apple, whatever, all the eyes um, thrown into this basket. Um, So just kind of, you know, checking into that, I think it would be appropriately called an addiction you know, to know what's going on constantly. Even if we're not maybe into social media, but it's our access to the world, right? In so many ways, we cling to it. So that's really something quite beautiful because not only do we cling to it for joy and connection and these kind of things, um, but it also really does something to our nervous systems. You know, our nervous systems can be triggered you know, this quickly all throughout the day where we're getting, you know, upset or worried or those kind of things. So to allow ourselves to put it down for now and to allow the nervous system to regulate and be still. Um, so this renouncing of electronics is, it's a, it's a big deal. You know, it's really a big deal. So for those of you that have already turned your phones in, maybe left them at home, they're in the car, the manager already safely has them in their office. Um, I'll ring a few bells for you right now. And then for those of you who brought them into the hall, um, you can either line up here, there, or there, whichever, and we'll just one at a time come to the, to the basket, make sure it's labeled, um, you know, clearly, and I will ring the bell for you, and it's one thing you can let go of. They will be safe if for any reason you feel the need to get them, you can have them. They're not <laughs> under lock and key, and it's like, no, Saturday. If, if you need it, it's there. Um, so you can rest assured with that. So whoever... let's take our time let's not throw them away
Thank you. It's actually kind of a big deal. <laughs> it is. And for those of you that still have them, totally okay. Um, but, but pay attention to um, both the desire to turn them on or look at them, and then what, what arises if, if you do or if you need to. Um, you know, and we'll, and we'll be paying more attention to that as the week goes on. But take, take good care of yourselves in that if you still have the device, the thing. So we'll, we'll next take, um, did everybody grab a yellow sheet as they walked in? If not, we have a few extras up here. Great, so <clears throat> the refuges and precepts, which I would say at, at oh, I'll wait a minute till everyone gets one. We have a couple up here. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the effigy. Thanks. So, um, as both Matthew and Vinny were pointing to last night, um, we're creating a very special, sacred space here together. Um, in the silence, we can feel very alone, you know, when we're, when, our, when we're in our practice. And yet at the same time, we are alone together. And so that means a lot. Um, it means honoring each other's space, not causing harm. And so when creating this, we're basically creating a monastery for us non-monastics. And when going into monastery, um, the refuges and the precepts are taken. These are um, really beautiful ways to share in the Dharma and in space together. So I wanna, I wanna talk about the refuges and precepts just a little bit, because um, we wanna get more into our sit and then we'll take them together. But the three refuges, the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, um, you know, when I think of refuge, a, a place to rest, a place to land, a place to, you know, dare I say, safe, which is a word that we can often maybe not feel. So taking refuge in the Buddha, taking refuge in not only the historic being um, of the Buddha, who the word Buddha means to awaken, the awoke one, um, it also means that we too, ourselves, each and every one of us, nobody left out, no one left behind, can also wake up to the Dharma, to the truth of nature, the truth of the way things are. Also Dharma meaning teachings. So we can do that. Not only can we do that, but we can do that together as a Sangha in community. We count on, again, the historic Sangha of elders who carried this tradition forward 2,600 years. And we are now, as Matthew pointed to, we are now still learning these teachings. The Sangha brought these forward. And now here, we too have created a Sangha of fellow practitioners on the path who I think it would be fair to say, maybe in all of our differences, one similarity um, amongst hopefully many is that we want to suffer less, right? So this Sangha created to move on this path together. And so the path together this week is the path of honoring the practice and honoring non-harm. And then that leads us into the precepts. The first of the precepts is, I will not cause harm to another living being. And here it's you know specifically laid out as kill another living being. 
Um, But we can broaden that to, I will protect all living beings. I will not take what isn't freely offered. So we know here that we can maybe leave our sweatshirt, our water bottle, our shoes, our shampoo, and, and, and it'll be there when we come back. I could get really broad with all of these. I'm, gonna, I'm keeping it a little bit narrow. But, but that, that knowing that we all are caring for each other's stuff, basically. That includes the planet, right? The third, and on, on retreat, is to be wise and careful with our sexuality. On retreat, we take a vow of celibacy. Um, and so here, just working really um, naturally with maybe any energies of attraction or um, you know, wanting to connect arises, which is a beautiful and important aspect of humanity. And here on retreat, we're creating the space for others to be in their own practice, for ourselves to be in our own practice without needing to reach out. And so I want to add particularly... Um, and, and this isn't necessarily around sexuality, but with the noble silence that Vinny was pointing to, um, sometimes we're here with friends or partners on retreat, and it feels very natural to want to tell them about an experience or to connect in some way, um, just to say hi, to leave a note. Um, so if you can, and this moves us into the next um, precept of speech, really be wise with your noble silence. So if you came with somebody, allowing them to be in noble silence um, and also allowing yourself, the other yogis, um, it's a very precious and rare time. And this nobility of silence is not a silence of oppression. It's not a silence of shutting anybody up or down. It's a silence of um, introspection and care. Um, to listen deeply to what's going on in here so that then we can be wise in wise action when it is time to actually speak or move. And then the last is to put down intoxicants um, while on this retreat. So anything that clouds or hinders the mind, drugs and alcohol are specifically pointed to, but I I think it'd be fair to say that our electronics can be intoxicants. If you are on any kind of medication, please keep taking your medication. This is not a time to stop something that your body needs, um, but, but really to put down um, the way we engage with external intoxicants. I think that's enough about that now, but again, it's, it's, it's really entering this space. We're entering this space of practice together. So um, I'm not even going to do call and response since you have these sheets. We're going to take the, um, first it's the homage to the Buddha, which is the Namo Tassa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa. We repeat that three times. It's the top line. And then the refuge is Buddham Saranam Gachami. Dhammam Saranam Gachami, Sangam Saranam Gachami. So I go to the Buddha, I go to the Dhamma, I go to the Sangha for refuge. And then we'll we also will be repeat that three times. So Dutyampi means for the second time, and Tatyampi means for the third time. And then we'll go straight into the precepts also in Pali, you know, basically as I explain them. Um, and just just do do what you can do. Um, there are people in the room that know them, so say it wrong. <laughs> say it. It's okay. <laughs> um, and you know, I I I happen to be uh, I bow and I hold my hands in prayer, Anjali. There's just so people out there that don't do that. You don't have to do that. It's something I do for my practice. Um, I don't know, you know, I think Vinny does sometimes. I don't know if you do at all, Matthew, I don't know. So um, I don't want you to think that because you've walked into this hall, you now have to bow and chant and do things that are not 
um, don't feel right to you. So please take these precepts as they feel appropriate. Um, They are not um, commandments. You are not a terrible person. You have not sinned. If for some reason you step on a bug or take (laughs) something that wasn't yours, um, it's really an honoring an honoring of our intention of being together in a shared space. Okay? Namo tasa bhagavato arahato sama sambuddhasa Namo tasa bhagavato arahato sama sambuddhasa Namo tasa bhagavato arahato sama sambuddhasa Buddham saranam gachami Dhammam saranam gachami Sangam saranam gachami Dutiyam pi buddham saranam gachami Dutiyam pi dhammam saranam gachami Dutiyam pi sangam saranam gachami Tatiyam pi buddham saranam gachami Tatiyam pi dhammam saranam gachami Tatiyam pi sangam saranam gachami Panati pata viramani sika param samadhyami Adina dana viramani sika param samadhyami Abramacharya Viramani Sika Param Samadhyami Musawada Viramani Sika Param Samadhyami Sura Merya Majapamadatana Viramani Sika Param Samadhyami Idame salam magapala nayasa pachayo hotu. Thank you for that. And so every morning at 8.45, uh, one of the three of us will give instructions for the day, you know, practice instructions, because as you'll see by the schedule, you'll be sitting and walking and sitting and walking and sitting and walking, and we'll throw a little food in there, and then you'll sit and walk some more. And so for, day, for today, I just mostly want to introduce, you know, I love what Matthew brought up yesterday, Michelle McDonald, um, just, you know, punching in the, the clock. Um, today, really sh- just showing up, showing up for the practice. Um, I'm going to introduce a little bit around of breath and body, how to settle. So today is really a day of, of settling, of landing, stabilizing, building a foundation of ground. Right. Don't need to learn anything today. You don't need to do anything today. See what it's like to remember this body, right? We live in this body. This flesh, these bones, these muscles. We're not walking heads, walking thoughts. And so allowing today to be a day of landing, being gentle on yourself. Today is often a day of being sleepy, being tired. That's totally okay. It's what happens when we live a very busy life and then stop. So let yourself be tired. It's okay to be tired. It doesn't mean we failed. It's okay to feel restless. It's okay for the mind to be busy. 
So watch the resistance today to thinking it should be different because now I'm on retreat. Now I'm on retreat and I'm going to show up. Now I'm on retreat, I might need a nap after lunch. Now I'm on retreat and I'm going to be here. Be here for me, for this, for this experience. Okay? And a beautiful part of... um, renunciation is that we get to put down all of our responsibilities and here we make sure that there is a beautiful um, that you're held you don't need to worry about food right you don't need to worry about what time it is just take care of your practice your body yourself checking in now um, into your posture whatever posture you've chosen for your practice, um, allowing it to be upright, this word noble again, attentive, awake. And then also this edge of ease, so not too rigid, not striving so hard. Can there be looking at this posture that has both attention and ease? So if you're sitting on a chair, allowing you know, both feet firmly on the ground, if on a cushion, a posture that you feel like you can maintain will sit about you know, 30 minutes for this period. And as the days go on, you might find what works better for you, but this is what we're doing for now. This is good for now. And then really feeling into this body. This experience of this body right now. Maybe it's an overall experience of what I'm feeling is warmth. It's your overall mood or vibe experience in the body. Not in the mind, but in the body. And then allowing yourself to feel contact with whatever you're sitting on. So maybe really landing on the cushion or the chair, feeling the pressure, the contact. Maybe there's some vibration or maybe you can feel the fabric of your clothes. Maybe there's numbness or slight pain. Whatever's there, just allowing yourself to recognize my body is sitting, my body is sitting on something. Letting all of your attention go there. And then shifting your attention into your feet. Allowing yourself to feel the sensations of the feet, whatever they're touching, whatever the experience is. Not necessarily thinking it, but just knowing it. That's all that needs to happen right now. Keeping it very simple, this body, my feet. And shifting your awareness to your hands. What is the experience of my hands right now? Whatever they're touching your lap, your legs, your chair, your cushion. Sensing the fingers, the palms, the backs. Giving your mind a break and just letting your attention rest on your hands. 
Now softening your belly if that's comfortable for you. Taking a few deep breaths. And then letting breathing naturally arise and pass. Inhale and exhale. Again, as the mind kicks in and starts thinking as it will do, it's totally okay. It's not a problem. And for now, we're putting the mind down, putting it aside. Sensing the body, sensing the breath, knowing the breath, knowing the body. Keeping it simple. And if it's helpful, picking one thing that can be your focal point, the point that you go back to every time the mind gets busy. For some of you it might be hands, for some the feet, for some the breath. But picking one thing for today that easily works for you to return to. That refuge. Sometimes we need to shop around for the day and see what's right for us. That's okay too. See if you can find something that you can land in over and over again, return to over and over again. No need to judge that we've been off thinking. It's what the mind does but there's somewhat something I come back to.
And then just checking in, where am I right now? Where am I right now? And just allowing yourself to find the body again. Find the breath again.
So Vinny's going to introduce some walking instructions. Good morning. So we're going to be moving through different forms. Sometimes we'll do sitting practice. Sometimes we'll be doing the eating practice, walking, all the different postures that are suitable for mindfulness and practice, which is everyone, right? Sometimes when the bell rings, you could be like, cool, shake it off. All right, what's next? Right? Yeah, it's like that. Round one, down. I understand that since I've spent so many hours wishing for that sound. thing to keep in mind is that uh, awareness accrues. There's a certain kind of momentum to practice. And so we don't want to just keep opening the oven door to check the cookies, you know? We don't want to let all the heat out by continually coming out and checking in on how our practice is and then, you know, going into the next one. Uh, We want it to be as seamless as possible. So when the bell rings, we'll change forms and we don't have to wait till we get to some perfect place to begin uh, shifting. So we can pay attention to the standing, you know, the shifting of weight, the moving forward that has to happen, everything that happens as we uh, change forms. And then the invitation is to find a short, walking space, so maybe 15 or 20 feet. It won't always be perfect, right? We'll have these ideas like, oh, I just want it to be shady, but not too shady, sunny, but not too sunny, right? So we can get into the same kind of uh, push and pull as we do with the sitting practice, if we think, wow, if I'm just comfortable, this would just be so much easier. But we see that there's really no comfort to be had. Even if we were encased in memory foam, this would be uncomfortable, right? So we can let that go. And um, wherever you find yourself walking, uh, a couple things I keep in mind is I don't want to have to navigate too many other things or people coming into my space. So I try to find a place that I can just have and walk back and forth. And if there's people in a field all walking one way, it probably behooves us to continue walking that way so we don't have to think about or navigate objects or people. Mm. And it's good to begin with an intention I used to just think walking was kind of a break, you know, good to use the bathroom, get some tea, you know, and then come back in here and do the real work. Yeah, and I I, I, I robbed myself of that practice for about five years. Uh, So see if you can set an intention to just walk. Walk when we're walking. And I put a lot of attention in the bottom of my feet Uh, Sometimes it's helpful for me to take my shoes off because I kind of like bright feelings. can be a bit amorphous sometimes to just walk back and forth without much to grab onto. So try to relax. And I have found the mantra from, uh, I believe it's Ayakema. There's nowhere to go. There's nothing to get. And there's no one to be. Sometimes I do it one step at a time. Nowhere to go, nothing to get, no one to be. I like how that's uh, 
the void of like the acquisition mind that wants to be getting something or the self that's doing it. Or how we can take a hike around the property and then postpone arrival until we get back to where we were. So there's a real value in just walking back and forth because there's nowhere to go. And so when we get to the end of that 15 or 20 steps, we stop and we let that session be done and we turn around and see if the intention solicits us again to begin walking. And, you know, we're in this very beautiful place and it's okay that beauty kind of edges in and we notice a bird or we notice a flower or the sky's a certain shade of blue. It's okay to stop for a moment, let that in, and then again, refocus on these steps, the mechanics of this body, which feels kind of like a controlled falling, you know, when the earth catches us every time. We can go on autopilot so easily when we're doing this walking because it's so much like our regular life where we walk every day. You know, I spend a certain amount of time on my cushion, but walking I do constantly. So what is it to bring intention and focus to this everyday activity? If you find the mantra helpful, then do that. And if you don't find it helpful, it's certainly not necessary. Just something I have found helpful. Some people do left and right. You know, just keeping it very basic. Keeping our attention on the mechanics as well of this body moving through space. And do it with your eyes open, please. (laughs) I can't begin to enumerate the stories of people that thought that something else was happening. And, uh, you know, this way we we can be safe. Undoubtedly, you'll find the perfect place and uh, you'll go out there for one of your walking sessions and someone else will be there. They didn't notice the plaque that said this is, they knew it was my space. They've seen me here. And then they slow walked, but quickly, to my spot. And now I have a Vipassana vendetta. (laughs) So let go of the idea that there's a perfect place to do this practice. It'll change over the course of the day with the course of the sun, right? So hold it, hold uh, your preferences lightly around it. And you can do it when we're walking to uh, lunch, when we're walking back to our dorms. And you know, a lot of people find it helpful to do it slowly and uh, Sometimes when I'm feeling drowsy, I can really uh, get into doing it faster because it ends up uh, creating some more energy in the body if we do it in more of a cardio way. So I, I struggle with sleepiness. And so sometimes I'll, I'll just do it at like full speed, you know? But um, what I'm paying attention to How fast or slow can I pay attention to what is happening? So I let that kind of guide the speed unless I need the energy and then I'll just kind of go full blast. That way it creates some uh, energy in the body. Yeah. Anything I'm missing? Yeah, we can. Yeah, great. Thank you, Joanna. So there's a couple spots inside that we can use. Obviously, the, all, the whole property is ours, but don't go too far because you want to be able to hear the bells, right? So you don't want to have to keep time and figure it out. Um, there'll be a bell 10 minutes before the sit begins. So you can slowly begin making your way back here. Because it's pretty hot out, um, there's an upper hall 
like right out these doors and up the stairs. So if you wanted to do it inside, you can do it in that hall. And there's the downstairs hall as well. Um, good for walking in the shade and the air condition. enough for now. Yes. Um, and, and one announcement, there are going to be affinity sits today. Um, I didn't check the rooms though, Anna. I mean, I didn't check which was at 2.30 and which was at 5. Do you know? Okay. <laughs> so at 2.30 and at 5 are the two affinity sit times for people of color affinity sit and LGBTIQA affinity sits that are in the council house. Out on the bulletin board is posted which group is when, or if you want to go to both. Um, these are spaces for people that identify as people of color or LGBTIQA groups, where there, are, you know, oftentimes in a room such as this, there's a there's a dominant culture experience, and this allows space for people that maybe don't feel like they completely um, feel seen or. Uh, represented in the dominant culture, um, it gives an opportunity to sit with other people who um, see themselves the same way or identify as the same way. Um, so that will be happening every day, 2.30 and 5. Um, and I believe that's it. Thank you. Really quickly about those sits, they're silent. They're not discussion groups. They're just silent sitting periods together. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.